0: A good test would be. I would love to be able to dig Hayek up from the grave, revive his old corpse, and, and well, yeah, punch him first, and then put in front of him two examples, Uber and Amazon, and ask you, ask him, what you think about this? Is this good? You like this? Or, or you know, because I feel like if you're going to be consistent with Hayek's own. Um, argument, something like Uber is awful because it manipulates prices, right? It's mm-hmm. all based on on these massive venture capitalist subsidies. Um, it's doing price manipulation. You know, he might like it because of the surge pricing, right? Like, ooh, this is innovation and dynamic pricing, right? Like this is up to date communication of knowledge, um, up to date communication of data and information about the market. But if you look beyond it and look at the actual operations of Uber, right? Like it's all based on manipulating the prices to not actually give you any kind of real um, indication about what something costs. Because again, it's all so much subsidy, so much manipulation. Would Hayek look at something like Uber and say, uh, this is actually an aberration of of my idea of, of capitalism? Or would he look at it and be forced to say, I guess this is this is innovation in the price system that I could have never foreseen.
1: Like Uber is such also really it's a really rich example on so many sides for so many things we talk about, right? Because it is in many ways tip of the spear by attempts by capitalists to. To disrupt a lot of the compromises that were realized over the past 50 years, and also a lot of the limitations that were just imposed, either because of their own mistakes or because of like small victories, right? That Uber represents like a real rich example to look at and say, how are the capitalists attempting? To reverse this compromise, or to achieve a new, otherwise illegal profit, and with Uber, the price system is like again, as you said, really fascinating. And anyone who thinks that, or who is interested in the in prices as a in knowledge, right. Should think about the fact that with Uber, right? Uber has a lot of information available to it uh, because of the fact that it, it sits in your smartphone, which in of itself is like a really massive collector of data, right? And so Uber has a lot of information on its drivers, a lot of uh, information on its passengers, a lot of information on what is going on in a, any particular market and other markets as well, right? And reams of historical data. And historical data, not just of like how markets are operating, but like how this price affected that or how this take rate affected that like a huge, unimaginably huge matrix of data. Right. And as a result, it is getting from multiple streams of you know, its ecosystem information, and it has multiple feedback mechanisms to alter the way in which drivers or riders or the general traffic or whatever else uh, variable it wants to alter can shift, right? You look at that and there any part of that system is applicable, I think, into this debate. You can look at the rating system. You know, drivers can rate passengers and Passengers could rate drivers. You can look at uh, the price system uh, or the prices for the journeys and how you know sometimes they're preset and how sometimes modified by a surge multiplier or whatever. You know they they change the word but it's still surge multiplier, right? All of these things constantly changing in real time are prices also slightly being replaced with information or knowledge in the way that the. That the misinterpretation of Hayek goes, right where the idea that uh, if you can just tell me more information then I can actually know more and be better able to construct a price right despite all this information despite all the ability of uber to really get you know even more information to get a better read on the market conditions to get a better read on you know what market conditions might be in the future the prices are not real why are the prices not real? You have to look also partially at the uh, the pre-Uber taxi system, right? The pre-Uber taxi system didn't have any of this feedback shit in it, right? That they could have collected at the time with the existing technology. The, rid- the, the price system that existed or the prices that existed for taxis were a consequence of regulation, right? And that is the basis from which Uber then comes into the scene and tries to operate its own price system, right? Taxi fares were regulated. Taxi fares were kept in a certain range based on regulations that the cab owners had to follow. In addition to what the cab owners, you know, had had experience in these markets knew about, you know, what the, what the traffic, well, I mean, to an extent, right? Because you can be a cab owner and you can have an idea about what, what, what conditions would be and like what the rate should be modulated. But usually the regulations kept a very, very tight range on what the prices were allowed to be. Right. So you couldn't let your own information and knowledge come too much into it. Right. Okay. Well, you know, why is it that Uber's introduction to the system didn't allow for this price regime to radically change? And in fact, it just added even more costs, but more information, right? You have more information at any given point, but the price has nothing to do with it. And it's because this is a system that I think flies in the face of the arguments of Hayek and Mises about how capitalists just simply have a well-functioning you know, functioning knowledge system before the market uh, transaction happens then prices will, will reflect the reality no it's actually when capitalists have enough autonomy and enough capital that they just fuck with the prices no matter what to get whatever it, uh, goal it is that they want in this instance it would be profits or market share or uh, to crowd out a competitor and so the price just ends up being a weapon at this point of uh, capitalist development Damn!
0: yeah I mean so yeah, this is one of the, the, the major critiques of like the Austrian school is that socialist state planning is you know, it only exists in some kind of cloud in the sky, right? Like it's an ideal, it's idealistic in the sense that it can't actually exist. But as we can see, the actually existing capitalism as it as it operates now also doesn't compare to their own theoretical ideas of, uh, of an Ooh. ultimate market equilibrium of a price system as a um, ultimate information processor, right? Like that's not actually how capitalism is operating. So, I mean, like you just beautifully laid out, Right. Like the example of Uber presents the monopoly counter argument to uh, to to Hayek and Mises. Right. Like saying, well, all right. You know, you can imagine them saying, all right. Well, yeah, like we're we're not we, we actually don't like monopoly, right? Like we think that monopolies do the same exact thing as state planning and that they manipulate the price system and and they you know they corrupt our beautiful technology of the market, right? They they they're they're corrupting it. But then the examples of that abound. And then on the flip side, right, we can pose the the Amazon example, right? Like I'm gonna set Hayek in front of Amazon and say, What you think about this? Right, is this just a a corporation? That's uh, operating in a highly optimized and efficient way. Uh, is it making you know mad amounts of profit? As you know, Milton Friedman would say, the only purpose of the firm is the fiduciary responsibility to make profit. Right. Well, Amazon is doing that hand over fist, but we can actually pose that as well as saying, well, if Uber is the monopoly counterargument, then Amazon is the monopsonist counterargument, right? Like I think a lot of people understand Amazon as a monopoly and that like it's you know it's compelled to kind of crush its competitors to dominate the market, but it does so in a really interesting way that I don't think a lot of people are fully uh, understanding or putting their finger on in that you know where Uber exerts domination uh, or control over supply, Amazon seeks to do the same thing over demand, right? If a monopoly is a the ultimate seller in a market, then a monopsonist is the ultimate buyer in a market. So it can set the prices of goods that it buys rather than supplies.